Hello, this is Ron. And this is Brad. And this is the Launchpreneur Podcast. Today our guest is Nate Coffrin. He's a finance nerd, dad times four, runner and entrepreneur, and the founder of Wisdify. I really loved and enjoyed our conversation with Nate. Brad, what was some of your takeaways? Yeah, I, 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 it was a really good conversation. I just it, He had such great energy. Um, you can just feel the entrepreneurial spirit in his blood Absolutely. and in in, in in his wife uh, that I've I, we have not met or I haven't met. I think you've met her, um, but you could just tell that they just make such this like great dynamic duo. Um, they've launched many businesses, um, and Wisdify has been kind of this big uh, force in their life. It's been a long journey for them. Um, I loved hearing how um, his perspective on entrepreneurship really shifted. Uh, because of Wisdify, how they started out, and then how they had to morph. And one of the big points for me was when he was talking about the MVP. I just feel like um, he really just nailed nailed it when he when he said, "Hey, this is the most powerful thing." Yeah. When launching a business, I, I just thought that was incredible. Definitely, man. Totally agree. How about you? I mean, I, I would definitely like the MVP. I really enjoyed Nate's spirit. I also liked his creativity as far as like solving problems. Like when the customers would come back to him and say, can you do this? And Nate's like, mm, yes, I can. Yeah, you yes, know? I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's an indication of entrepreneurial thinking, you know, problem solving. Yeah, yeah, like I, I agree. I, I did get really excited about that too. I remember that. Yeah, I just, I just, he's, he's such a great, um, he's such a great uh, example of uh, focus and, um, you know, kind of, um, a di- keeping a direction and staying motivated and having people around you that are supportive and knowing who you are. Um, and he learned that through this process, you know, of launching Wisdify and some of the his other businesses. I was also really excited about the fact that he's like still thinking about new businesses. You That's know? great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, great. So is there anything else we should say about this episode? I would say definitely hang on for Nate's discussion of MVP. It's really valuable to any business owners. Um, for those listening, and without further ado, here's yeah. our discussion with right. Nate Coffrin, awesome. founder of Wisdify. Sweet. All right, and we're live. Hello. Hey, Nate. Welcome to the hey, podcast. Hey. Thanks for taking your time. <laughs> so, Nate, one of the things we'd like to do is maybe just kind of um, ask you about your business. If you could kind of discuss to us Wisdify and the impetus that you uh, got you there and how you would describe that business to us. Yeah, so Wistify is an online course provider where we train people on how to maximize using Microsoft Excel. Uh, So that could be uh, just plain Excel, like learn how to use the functions and um, different formulas. Uh, But we also teach people how to do financial modeling using Excel, uh, how to dig into data using Microsoft Excel, uh, we also have a couple other courses on other programs like SQL uh, to help people be able to mine the data, drop it into Excel, and then we teach them how to then uh, yeah. use that data and uh, kind of find the, the story within the data using Excel. So it's an online course provider. Uh, it's a subscription model where people pay a subscription to access the videos. And we're mostly geared towards accountants. That's kind of our main niche. So we're really focused on uh, accountants, 
uh, trying to help them get their uh, certified uh, or CPE credits. Yeah. Just continuing uh, professional education credits. And, uh, but we also do live trainings as well. So we will go into companies, uh, we will do live trainings. Uh, we have a number of clients where we do that for. Uh, so that's kind of the, our business that we have. Very cool. And so the, the trainings that will actually go towards those continuing professional education credits as well. So that they're, they're kind of learning and getting new skills and getting these mm-hmm. credits as well that they need. Exactly. So one of our things is most of the CPE providers out there just totally suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like all the online ones. It's you read a PDF and then you answer a bunch of questions and that's it. Mm. In ours, we have really good quality video. Uh, they're actually learning really useful things that are going to be beneficial to their job. Uh, and people have loved our courses. We've gotten fantastic reviews from both our online and in-person training. Uh, and people really enjoy it. It's sort of a breath of fresh air to actually have a good quality CPE course instead of this dry accountant talking to them about latest tax law or whatever. <laughs> I didn't really see. I didn't realize that you had morphed the the Excel training business into video. Like I, when I saw Wizdify, I didn't connect the dots that that was that that moved into it. Can you, can you talk about that? Because I think the last time we talked, I don't think you were necessarily doing the videos, right? It was. It yeah, was, that's probably true. Yeah. Training. It was so it, the company sort of had this. Um, uh, a number of transitions. So I'll kind of start from the beginning. Uh, we started out just doing Microsoft Excel consulting work where we would, uh, clients would send us their spreadsheets. We'd help automate their, uh, their spreadsheets. We'd help build their financial models. Uh, we would do that for them. And that was a pretty good gig that my wife and I were doing. And then one day, uh, a company reached out to us and said, Hey, do you actually do in-person training? And we said, uh, no, we just do consulting work. And a week later, another company reached out to us and said, Hey, do you guys do in-person training? We're like, no, we just do consulting work. <laughs> yeah. And then a week later, this, uh, large public company reached out to us and said, Hey, do you guys do training? Oh gosh. And I was like, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> and they said, hey, could you come on site in two weeks from now and uh, do a training for us? I was like, absolutely. They said, can you send us a syllabus? I said, sure, I can send you a syllabus. <laughs> You're like, right, your brain is writing checks, yeah. right? <laughs> so my wife and I, we came up with a syllabus. We put together all the training materials and uh, we, we launched, you know, started doing in-person training and we really morphed uh, almost 100% in-person training. That really uh, mm-hmm. became the main source of revenue was that in-person training. And actually, a lot of stuff that we did for that very, very first training, a lot of it has actually stuck. Like, we haven't actually mm-hmm. changed a lot of our materials. That's uh, so cool. Because doing so much consulting for years and years, we knew mm-hmm. what people needed to learn. We knew where people were having pain points. So we kind of knew what we needed to teach them on. What, what, what are those, some of those things, Nate? Like what is some of the pain points that maybe other courses and other businesses aren't hitting that your model, your product's really hitting in comparison? So most Excel trainings out there, I'll just kind of talk about just our general Excel training. Yeah. 
it'll be an eight hour training, which first of all, that's too long. Mm. Like if you ever try to sit through an eight hour Excel training, like even me, I'd like just, yeah. Right. So we make it four hours. The most we'll do is six hours. That's like the max we'll do is six hours. And we cut out all the fluff to the training. So most of these people will just teach you everything. It'll be, um, you know, they'll be teaching finance people how to use charts and graphs. And the finance people are like, we don't need to know that. Like, who gives a crap if, (laughs) you know, if if I know how to build like a cool bar chart, like that doesn't matter to me. So we cut out all the fluff and we just keep it to the very basics. We're saying, okay, we're gonna help you be more efficient in Excel by really teaching you the keyboard shortcuts in the ways to be more efficient using Excel. And then we're going to teach you the functions that no matter which company you go to, you're going to need to know. It doesn't matter if you're in finance and marketing and procurement, like you'll need to know these functions. And then we just make our training really fun. Uh, so Marin and I, we, we keep it super light. Uh, we crack a lot of jokes in our actual training materials, like the workbook that they're working through. There's a lot of jokes and there's a game after <laughs> it and they're leveling up and you know we just try to make it really fun and interactive so oh so you gamify it as well then yeah. we do yeah so as you go through the excel workbook as you answer questions correctly you get points like it, it'll automatically tally up your points and then your avatar will actually change automatically nice you'll awesome. level up from like a little cool. monkey to uh like a bumbling elephant or whatever like right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> so i mean so this is awesome and so you yeah. you like like so you guys took this you got you realized that everybody was you, you did this great consulting work and then you realized there was this training that you could do as well and how did that how did that spread was that through were you marketing that or did that was it purely word of mouth what was the how did you kind of continue to grow that? Yeah, so then we just started marketing our training. Like we we put all of our marketing, uh, not, we didn't pay for any marketing. This is all organic search. Oh, wow. and That's great. Um, we really focused just like on the Boston area and really made sure all of our keywords and our SEO and everything was focused on Boston. Started getting clients little by little. Word of mouth started going around people saying, hey, I got your number from you know, from Ron. And then Brad might leave to a different company and Brad says, Hey, remember how you did training at my last company? We'd actually love to hire you, like come do a training here. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, we haven't spent a dollar on marketing, which is, which has been really awesome. So cool. Um, it's just been kind of word of mouth, uh, people spreading the word and just kind of growing it slowly, but surely. So you, so you were, you were talking about the morphs, morph the transitions that you went through, and you know, you so it sounds like the first big one was the the in person training, yeah. right? And then, what what happened or what triggered you to to pull into more like um, uh, what's the word like almost like it, would you call it self service training in a way like what, yeah they get to the site like how, how did you evolve into that? Um, so the, the big move there was, uh, the in-person training is very lucrative. 
you know, for one day's work, you know, we might do a four hour training and it's fantastic money for that one hour training. Um, and, but the, the problem is you don't get that every, it's not like every single day yeah. you're doing in-person training. Um, so it, it's kind of like when it rains, it pours. Right. Like, uh, two months ago, Marin had four different clients reach out to her, all wanting to do an Excel training. Wow. And Marin was just like slammed for four weeks because each of these clients wanted like multiple trainings and yeah. like slammed with all these trainings. And then all of a sudden, it just nothing for like, like wow. a month or two months. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, you know, a client just reached out to us. It's a school in the Boston area and they have us train all of their incoming students. Uh, they just reached out and said, Hey, we want you guys back. And, and that's like a whole two week program that we have to do. So it's kind of like when it rains, it pours. With yeah, like Easter famine, right? Yeah. yeah. So we really wanted something that where we could get that recurring revenue. Yeah, of course. Um, and also where we could kind of appeal to a wider audience besides just, you know, the Boston people. Yeah. Um, so that's when we decided to put all of our courses online but then we expanded our course offering. So instead of just doing Microsoft Excel, we started teaching macros, financial modeling, financial statement analysis, data analytics, uh, you know, all these different courses. Now we have 15 courses on our site. Wow. Um, and it, it was very slow going on that. Uh, once again, we didn't spend a dollar on marketing. Uh, and there's a lot of iterations at first we were just going after everyone. Like we were like, Hey, if you want to learn like any of these type of Excel skills, like go to our sites, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems and like you're really good at identifying opportunities. Like it seems like, uh, you know, like your quality of work has always been exceptional, but like, it seems like when like these people are saying, can you do this for me? Not everybody's going to say, yes, I can do that for you. And then even on this online information, when they're, mm. you're saying, go ahead and throw it at me and you know, I'll create something for you. Is, is that kind of a status quo for you? Is that just how you operate almost? Yeah, that, that is how I operate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it? The, the feast or famine, like the feast or famine thing. And like, writing like writing checks like that 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 moment you know where he's like on the phone and he's he's like yeah we, yeah we do that yes yeah yes <laughs> yes and then like you hang up and you're like oh crap. Okay. that is what awesome do we do now? Like, that's so i like feels so entrepreneur to me like because you Solving can't you don't know how those opportunities are going to come and you you really just you have to take them you know like if it's it's stepping into those that mysterious, that uncertainty of those moments that really allows you to kind of push through into something new, I, I would think, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the online courses, that was a huge leap of faith for us. I mean, we had to spend 30, 30 or $35,000 just like building out the website. Yeah. So we have like, you know, a learning management system right. that was like custom to us. Wow. It was a huge upfront cost and we had zero people saying we want to subscribe like that was just right us saying we think there's money there yeah wow we get that recurring revenue and like i said it, it was slow going mm -hmm. but once we kind of figured out that hey we should go after accountants mm -hmm. because they have to get cpes they need 40 hours of CPE yeah. every single year the current cpe market is just horrible like i said like it just yeah 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 stinks. 
let's really laser focus on them. And as soon as we did, you know, we went from eight subscribers and then just like started ticking up, 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 up. Yeah. And now we just have kind of like the steady stream of people who are signing up. Yeah. And then we have that recurring revenue every single month. And like, honestly, we probably spend maybe five hours a month on it. That and is ideal. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like that's being generous is five hours a month. Yeah, like that's like, being generous. And it's just wow. people keep signing up for subscriptions. We kind of get that recurring revenue. Um, it was a ton of work to put up 15 courses to create 15 four hour courses uh, to create the website. I mean, all that was just an immense amount of work. Yeah. 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 But it, it, it has paid off. Well. What was it like, like when, when, like, was there a moment you and what, what's your wife's name? Uh, Marin. Marin. Was there a moment that you and Marin, like had launched the website obviously and like you had zeroed in on your accountants it sound was there ever a moment that of like it's like you know like a um anakin skywalker in episode one when he's in the pot the pod racer and it turns on for the first time and he's like <laughs> it's working it's working like i feel like entrepreneurs when their businesses right. start to move um have these moments is that was there a moment like that for you like do you remember when it kicked on it really kicked on when we hit a hundred, a hundred subscribers. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, there's actually, I, I mean, it's not a ton, right? Like it's not like we're making millions of dollars, but like when we hit a million or a million, when we hit a hundred subscribers who were paying us month yeah. after month, I was like, yeah. Whoa, this is like, <laughs> actually like, like, it was like this really kind of like cool experience of like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and another really another thing that kind of made it click for us was we actually had someone approach us um, seven months ago asking to buy our business to oh, buy yeah. business buy. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we actually went through like pretty deep into the process. We had a purchase and sale agreement all worked out. Huh. Um, it, it was uh, a pretty large um, financial community uh, that wanted to buy kind of Wisify and uh, we were into the process and kind of in the end, we're like, we love the recurring revenue. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just kind of each one that kind of ticks up a little bit more and yeah. more and more and we just kind of love like recurring revenue. So we ultimately pulled out, but um, that was another moment where me and Marin one night were like, someone actually wants to buy this. Like, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like they're, they're serious about it. Like we have a purchase and sale agreement that we're negotiating. Like that's actually kind of cool. That's, uh, really, that's cool. really cool. <laughs> that's like the other moment where I like, kind of like clicked like, Oh, this is actually like, we actually have something that's kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. We should, we should talk about your customers too. I think yeah. I'd love to hear more about, you know, the mindset of your customers coming into this. And I know that the, you know, the CPE thing is really unique, I think in this, in this, and that's really a nice thing to have. Yeah. I, th I think the journey, I mean, so I, I think what's really been interesting is like, kind of like the, you know, the, I think we kind of talked about like how you got your customers and the kind of the value. Um, and I, so that journey then took us to the present moment, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're kind of at the where where the business is now. So you, you've created a legitimate business. 
you now have even people wanting to buy your business. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about your business now? And you know, what's your expectations for here in the near term? Is, is this something you want to continue in the near near term or would, if somebody made the right offer, would you be willing to sell it? If someone made us the right offer, I think we would sell it. Yep. Uh, The offer that we received um, is basically kind of like a two year payback. So like, if we kept the company for two years, we'd get that same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So we kind of said like, well, we expect that we'll kind of keep getting a little bit more and more each month. Mm-hmm. We think we can make that same amount of money in a year and a half. Like we, we think, you know, that's a gamble that we're going to take. Yeah. Um, so if it lasts for two or three years and like, you know, that's a good move for us. But if someone offered us the right amount of money, um, I mean, we would, we would sell. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, no matter what someone pays for us, like to buy it, it's not gonna be like life changing money for us. It's not like, <laughs> it's gonna be like the screw you world. Like we're retired. Like <laughs> not nearly at that point, right. um, yeah. but no, but I mean, I think the, for us going forward, it's just continuing to make sure that the website is continuing to stay updated, that we continue to support our customers, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, we make sure that we're compliant with everything and just, continuing to kind of grow organically. Um, so is the business, so now that you've been through this process, because one of the things that we're trying to do is kind of flow through the entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. So you've had success that many people don't have with a business. You know, a lot of people fail and they have to do lots of marketing costs and they have to yeah. do a lot of client acquisition costs. Just through the quality of your product, you've already done an amazing process, even got recognized by other business owners that say, hey, we could potentially acquire this. That's impressive. I just want to kind of reiterate that. It is cool. Um, So how do you feel about it, though? Like, so, like, now that you've took that journey and you're here at this moment right now, you know, what, was it worth it so far for you? Are are you happy with it? Or is it like, you know, if I could do another business or pivot or change it, that's what I'd really want to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking at new business ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, as you know, Ron, I've come to you with different ideas. And (laughs) um, so, yeah, like this isn't by any means like my main entrepreneurial thing at this point, it really is sort of kind of like this, um, this, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Like, uh, I can't think of the word. It's almost like a lifestyle business. If if you would at this Mm -hmm. point, like we, you know, I took a huge risk at one point. I quit my full-time job and spent a year and a half building up the website, creating all the courses, oh. uh, you know, spent a big chunk of our savings, you know, we spent $35,000, like building up the website. Um, so, I mean, we've taken some huge risks and I would say a couple of years ago, I would say, holy crap, like, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not two years ago, probably three years ago, I was around this time. I was like, what the crap? Like I quit my job. I was <laughs> oh, time. Um, we kind of put all of our eggs in the online basket. Mm. Um, things weren't going as like quickly as I thought they were going to go. Uh, our savings were quickly dwindling, uh, ended up having to go back into the workforce where I still am, you know, still in the workforce. Yep. Um, had to go back, get a full-time job, and then only after like the last three years, it is just like slowly like it's yeah. starting to pick up. And now it's like, Great. 
okay, now it actually was worth it. Yeah. Yes. It, and we still have the in-person training, which is great, but that the, the recurring revenue, the online piece yeah, of it, it, it took a long time and it was, it didn't really kind of become worth it in my mind until like a yeah. year, year and a half ago. I think that is so important to state though. I just really want to reemphasize that because mm-hmm. I think one of the things that people get inside their head, especially if you're excitable and you love ideas, what like I am, <laughs> is, you know, you forget that it takes time to grow something. And um, I think sometimes when I read business books, they always gloss over that trench of despair, they almost call it, right? <laughs> Where you, it's like, okay, I love this idea. I want to make this happen. And then it just takes some time for it to actually so get moving. But that's True. part of the journey, you know, yes. you know, it's part of like getting there. Um, a f- good friend of mine told me it's like doing a garden. And if you've ever gotten a garden, the first year you get nothing. And the second year you maybe get something growing and then like third year break even. And <laughs> it seems right. like businesses right. actually follow that, you know, that kind of that process. Yeah. Um, so they, it's just once again, thank you for um, discussing that. Would you have some time left to just to discuss any future ambitions you have for your either wisdify or anything else or anything you'd like to share about the future hopes and goals that you have with your businesses or being an entrepreneur um maybe in the next you know five or ten year outlook if that helps kind of quantify the the concept yeah so uh so i've i've loved doing wisdify with my wife marin mm-hmm. marin is super entrepreneurial as well uh We've both kind of started different businesses on our own. Uh, I spent the last year and a half working on a business called Project Ship. Um, actually got it to a pretty good point where uh, this last semester, uh, it's a place, it's a way for students to get uh, real world experience. Uh, in this last semester, uh, we were with the college, we, were, uh, we launched with 100 students and 40 different companies. Um, And in total, we helped over 200 students, uh, worked with close to 100 different small businesses, uh, connecting students with these small uh, businesses. But, you know, in the end, you know, I was like, I I, I love starting to come with my wife. Like, we really are making really good um, partnership where I kind of have more of the analytical side of things and she has more of a, a human artistic connection yeah. type piece to the business amazing and um compliment each other yeah like really really well and when, whenever we do ideas together we both just like feed off each other yeah that's cool awesome. um and so we're currently working on an idea right now that we're hoping to launch in the next three to four months um, where we're actually helping people start their own businesses. Nice. And so uh, kind of the idea behind it is that um, if you, you're interested in starting a business, uh, but you kind of don't really know where to start, you know, you want to start something. So Marin has already laid out like this six week program that you do one-on-one with her to come up with your ideas and to really focus on your customer. And it's this six week program that she's piloting with a few different people right now. Um, but really what we're kind of the moneymaker would be, we would then 
offer like ongoing accounting services for them. Yeah. And we would help them, you know, set up their business and, you know, kind of get things launched. And on a monthly basis, we're providing these accounting services, which have super high margins and kind of bring people in that way. So that's something that we're currently working on. We're building that up. Uh, That sounds really exciting. Yeah. I've been with a few people and that's kind of our next, uh, that's going to get y'all into the, 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 the entrepreneurial like forge with people, you know, which is yeah. really cool. It's a really cool place to be when it's you so get important. to help people like find their light bulbs and, and find, and find those sparks, you know, like that's, I think actually that's totally kind right. of like what we like doing, you know, like we're just like exploring those moments because, um, I think they're unique in the, in the business world, you know, um, most like you can work at a company all your life and never feel that. Yes. Unfortunately. Um, and there are some companies you can feel it with. Um, but I think you have to work really hard as a company to make sure your people feel that it's just something about starting your own thing. You know, there's, that's really amazing. You know, when you've met another entrepreneur, you always do. You, you <laughs> feel it, right? You just feel like the energy. It's like, it's like, okay, there's another guy who right. gets it. Right. Like, right. Right. Um, uh, some context is like with like with with Brad. When I met Brad, I was just like I was just walking by. You know, I met all the neighbors. Great neighborhood we live in. Really great people. Everybody. I just talked to Brad, and all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, here's an entrepreneur. I just knew it. It's like you're the click. Same thing with Nate. Nate did something amazing the very first time I met him, and I was like, oh, this guy's an entrepreneur. I just like I yeah, I, I knew yeah. it. You know, you can feel that true. that problem solving, that like excitement about ideas, and that. And so I think what's interesting what you're doing, Nate, to relate that back is that is a community, right? It's kind of like you're starting to create a community of entrepreneurial people and, you know, it's, it's helping support. And that's one of the things we'd like to do with Entrepreneur is, you know, let people know, okay, there's other people out there like you and it's okay. And (laughs) (laughs) And all weep and celebrate together. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, um, you know, like we, we're all kind of like going through similar processes. You know, we're all excited about, you know, creating a better world, problem solving, etc. Um, so, a couple things we'd like to ask you, kind of real quick, um, would be uh, one of our closing questions would be: um, if you could go back to yourself and warn yourself about your entrepreneurial endeavors, or like encourage yourself, mm-hmm. what would you do if you had that ability? How would you how w- would you warn yourself or give yourself encouragement? Or <laughs> yeah, the thing that I have learned that has been the most valuable lesson has been the power of a MVP, a minimum viable product. Mm. And we started out uh, with our, you know, consulting business with MVP. Uh, We did it with our training. Uh, It truly was like MVP and then completely lost sight when we tried to do the online, uh, when we switched to the online Mm. where we just spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars launched with, you know, I was just busting my butt trying to get out these 15 courses doing all of this. And then when we launched, just like going after this person and this person, this group, and just like trying to go after everything. When looking back now, I'm like, we could have done that so much cheaper. Mm -hmm. We could have found those clients so much easier. Yeah. And we just like, start out with our minimum viable product right started growing and that has stuck with me with 
any other idea that I've done, uh, any other idea I've started, it's always been MVP, test it out. It might be, you know, six months, a year. Yeah. But at the end, if it doesn't work out, it's like, okay, cool. I lost my, you know, my nights, which are, I don't mind because it's fun to work on these things. Exactly. It's not like I drained my savings account right. to like do it. You know, it's just like, okay, cool. I can move on and get on to the next idea. So I, I, I wish everyone would take that mindset of like, start with the smallest product, yeah. build it up from there. Like, don't try to boil the ocean right away. Like, <laughs> your idea is fantastic and you probably have all these ideas and that's the problem with us entrepreneurs Like, we have right. so many ideas and we're like, we should do this and this and this, but like, just start small, test yeah. it out. So I, I wish I would have done that, but I've You know, and, and what's, what's really great about that is, is um, that applies to so many uh, industries. I mean, it it applies to any industry. If you're launching a business, if you're trying to do something even creative, a lot of times, like as an artist or musician or, or any, any of that, I mean, just getting the first thing out there is a lot of times the, the most difficult bit, you know, and once, and, and like you said, with MVP, you know, so I, I, I remember, um, hearing you talk about, you know, focusing on Boston when you were doing the, 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 the in-person training. And then it was the, then it was the moment where you realize we should just focus in on the accountants and the, for the CPE credits that, that felt like your MVP there coming to kind of like really nest, you know, and that, yeah, that, and that's actually what it kind of took off too, which is really interesting. Right. Yeah, that's great. Is advice. there a way, do you think, to identify an MVP? Any advice? Because you know, the minimum viable product is a concept that's kind of hard to act on almost sometimes. If I, you know, like it's almost like, okay, how do I know what my minimum viable product? Is there any blueprint that, that you know of the, to help somebody identify their minimum viable product? Is that something product? y'all maybe are going to be doing? Um, I think, I mean, it, it's constantly you have to ask yourself, um, is there a simpler way to do this? Mm. So for instance, with project ship, you know, at one point I was like, do you know what, Marin? I think I just need to spend a few thousand dollars. I, I just need to do this with the website, do this and this and this. And she's like, well, couldn't you just like, <laughs> it's a little janky, but couldn't like you just have people sign up on a Google form? I was like, yeah, I could just do a Google yeah. form. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, it's just like a Google form and okay, you know, I think I need to launch with this, this, and this, and this, you know, in, initially with project ship, I'll use that just cause it's the most recent example. Uh, my original idea was that companies could pick their own project for the students to work on. Mm. And that was a total disaster. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, you can pick from one of these three projects. And I created all these templates and these eBooks and all these different things. And I had to pull myself back. I was like, no, 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 mm. Just one project. One project. It's a website and social media analysis. That's all we're going to do. Wow. That's the only project we're going to work on. And when I pitched it to colleges, it was to your marketing students. They're going to do yeah. a website and social media analysis for nice. a small business. Nice. And, and as soon as that happened, then it started gaining that traction. So, I mean. So, it's simplify try to do it for the least possible cost. Yeah. Also focus on 
one aspect it sounds like yeah absolutely prove that that the the mechanics work that the thought process works like it's almost like in a way it's almost like a test too it's like you know it that and the mvp really came from um I think the software development industry, right? right? Cause they would spend thousands and thousands of dollars like launching products that were completely out of scope of the customers they thought <laughs> they were building it for. By the time they launched it, like five other things had happened and everybody was not looking for that anymore. So it's, it's the gift they've given us, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. I, I just think it's, um, it's it runs right to ask that you know because it is it's like i think a lot of people think they're entrepreneurs and and believe they're entrepreneurs and have that entrepreneurial spirit but there's a handful of things that entrepreneurs really need to be able to do and and getting down to the 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 nuts and bolts of an idea is like has to be one of those because otherwise you're kind of just throwing ideas out, which is great. And we all love to do that, but you have to have some process to yeah. grill it, right? Yeah. To grill it, test you it, really stress do. test it, kind of get it out there. You really do. So yeah. uh, you've already kind of said it. Um, you know, it's interesting though. Like, I mean, you, that sounds like really great advice for other entrepreneurs. Um, would you add anything else to that? Would you say anything else to other people who are, who are kind of like on that, on that fence, like in that zone of like, I'm not sure, but I really want to, I wake up thinking about this, but yet I can't quite get going. Is there anything you might say to them about that kind of fear, that anxiety, that, that need to push? Um, yeah, I would say just do it. <laughs> I, I, I know it sounds like it, like that sounds super easy. Right? Like just go start a business, but, yeah. um, but with technology today, mm. anyone can start a business for less than a thousand dollars. Yeah. Like anyone. Yeah. My, my, my kids, every mm. single Wednesday, they're in our front yard selling uh, candy that they got from Easter. <laughs> and then they were selling, um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That they like sewed together. Like they're selling pillows to like people on the street. Like, Anyone can start a business, right? And it's people hmm. think like if I start a business, it has to make money. No, right. it doesn't have to make money. Most to your guys' point at the beginning, most likely your business is going to fail. Your idea is not going to work out. Right. I have started half a dozen companies in the last ten years. Only one of them has actually made money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And all the rest, like you know, I lost a few thousand dollars here and there. But like, the point is just, just, just to start. Keep on trying. To, yeah. to actually start. Don't worry if uh, if you're making money, if you're not getting traction. It's just, just, just start. Put yourself out there and like start going. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's a lot. It's like what? Uh, it's like it takes a lot less less fuel to keep a um to keep a car moving once it's started exactly you know? it's like yeah. that fuel effect yeah. right yeah so yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, once you get going and start adding momentum to it it keeps on going but it takes that time you know to initiate yeah. that initial movement and it, that's the hardest part is getting started you know lots of it, it's almost we i almost feel like some people i talk to they fall in love with the idea but they're afraid to commit you know, just commit right. to actually getting out the door, talking to that first first person, and maybe making a few bumbles along the way. But that's exactly that's what you exactly need to it. do because nobody knows the answer, right? You kind of have to start, 
try yeah. things yeah. along the way and be willing to accept that. So, yeah. um, Nate, uh, this has been a great conversation. I have always found your entrepreneurial spirit to be mm-hmm. exceptionally um, inspiring to me. Um, and uh, I'm I'm 100% certain that if anybody listens to this podcast, they're going to feel the same way. Yeah, I agree. Um, would there be anything that you'd like to ask anybody who might listen to this podcast, way that they would like to find you and or contact you in the future? Um, I mean, they can just reach out uh, you know, to me on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest. Yeah. Um, just reach out to me on LinkedIn if they have any questions or, you know, want any suggestions or ideas. I mean, I'm like you guys, I love just batting around ideas with people yeah. and, uh, getting their thoughts. And my, my favorite thing to do is just help people really get to their MVP. That's been like yeah. my mantra the last two years. And I've helped, I don't know how many people, like they come to me with ideas and just like help mm-hmm. them really drill down to their MVP help them figure out like the phases, how to test things, how to get things going. Um, yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd, I'd love to connect with anyone who listens to this. That's love cool. It. I think you have two more people. Well, Ron was probably in the Marin, the Marin fan club, but I'm in the Marin fan club as well now. Um, and I, I'm going to, we're going to have to have her on a, on hey. an, ep, an, a, an opposites episode or a, a, the <laughs> other half episode That's of this idea. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually wrote her own uh, storybook too. Is that, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Marin, she, she wrote and published, um, and yeah. illustrated a children's book. Um, she kind of hawked that at different craft fairs. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a journey. She just started, yeah, she just started a business right now that she's actually working on right now as we speak. Um, but, but her and I, we're, we're both trying to figure out something where we can work together. And that's what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, good. Well, wow, this is this is really cool. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And um, yeah, well, right. thank you. Appreciate it, Nate. Yeah, right, thank you guys for having me. me. I really appreciate it.